Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Tree Hill Wrestling Federation Podcast Brother. Episode 11. That was a weird brother. What was wrong with that brother? I don't know. It just sounded weird. Brother. You, you were like brother. 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 Brethren. Brotherin. Brother. Oh, boy. <laughs> Episode 11. The Liv Morgan Years. Here we are once again, Tree Hill Wrestling Federation Podcast. I am Sean Harris. And I am Aaron Kosker. And we are the very first and only podcast on the entire face of the earth, possibly even the galaxy, unless there's aliens on Mars who have a podcast about One Tree Hill (laughs) and wrestling, but I highly doubt it. So I'm going to lay claim to being the very first and only, basically the best there was, the best there is, and the best there ever will be, One Tree Hill slash professional wrestling podcast podcast brother Mm -hmm. and that's what we do here is we fucking amalgamate one tree hill with professional wrestling episode by episode and we're on numero owns 11 (laughs) a little bit of french for you okay yeah a little bit of french for you uh multiculturalist you can follow us (laughs) Wow, the looks I'm giving him. That's why he giggled right now as I was just giving him the weirdest look. (laughs) You can follow us on social media, Instagram and TikTok at treehillwf.podcast. And you can hit us up and listen in on all fucking streaming services out there, including Deezer, Spotify, (laughs) Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. That's about all I can remember for now. Yeah. Pandora. Pandora is a good one, too. 11 episodes in. How are you feeling about this whole thing? I mean, we we broke the quota of 10, so we hit 10 and we didn't break up like most <laughs> One Tree Hill podcasts wow. that involve a man and a woman. I'm sorry a if, you woman, tried a doing a, a if you tried doing a One Tree Hill podcast at one point mm-hmm. with a significant other or whatever and broke up. Within like 10 episodes or whatever, I'm sorry that he's calling you out right now. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not just calling them out. I'm saying that we have passed that threshold of 10 episodes because mm-hmm. now we've made it through 11 or we're in 11 right now and our relationship has flourished because we're actually flourished. spending, it has flourished and we are actually spending quality time with each other each week and talking about our favorite things to watch. How many fucking couples do that shit and then record it and put it out and then have people message them and listen in and tell them that they want to be on that exact same podcast. Literally Sean had people over the other day and they're like, Oh yeah, I listened to the episode and it was really good. And was like i'm this is really weird for me to yeah. hear about people and they're calling out talking about our podcast and referencing it to calling out tassel boots and shit you know oh, it's so <laughs> wild 
Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I just, I watched or I listened to your episode last night. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> I'm looking it's, forward to uh, Monday's episode. Yeah. Uh, just a great feeling that people, you know, you and me just in our kitchen when our little boy's asleep and we just want to record our reactions to some dumb TV show from the early 2000s, some dumb it's wrestling. It's not dumb. It's pretty fucking dumb at times. Get and some dumb wrestling company <laughs> back in the 90s. There's a lot of dumb shit and a lot of dramatic garbage going on, but we love it and we love love and we love your reactions your comments messages keep them coming we appreciate it because we didn't really expect a lot from this podcast but we do appreciate all the love and we love every single one of you and i just said love way too many times so let's get right into episode 11 which is the living years of i've dubbed the live morgan years because we change everything one tree hill to wrestling that's my job and you change everything wrestling to one tree hill that's your job january 27th 2004 that was six days after my birthday in 2004 i was a virgin <laughs> probably I, yeah it was probably uh, okay around that wow time. i don't know it was shortly after i lost my virginity anyway long story short you were a hoe you want to be talking about hoes you need to look straight in the fucking mirror brother um rude how many people did you date by the end of high school i did one okay but i didn't sleep with all of them all of them (laughs) i mean in middle school i had a lot of boyfriends but i didn't Uh, sleep with them um you know who else strikes me as somebody who has had a lot of boyfriends i had one boyfriend in all of high school one brooke strikes me as somebody who has had a lot of boyfriends in her life i mean it's brooke davis why wouldn't people want to date her exactly not sure how i feel about this whole pairing between lucas and brooke though really Uh, i don't know man they're very different and that's kind of what this episode puts forth is that yes people can be different you and i are different a lot of our friends who are couples, they're different, but they make yeah. it work because you don't have to be into all the same things. I love fantasy football. I love the NFL. You hate football, but it doesn't mean that our relationship can't work because we don't enjoy some of the other things that the other person does. And that's kind of what this episode what, is showing us. What do I love that you hate? Um, let's see. I got to think about that one. I'll come back to you on that one. <laughs> I mean, it used to be One Tree Hill, but I'm actually really like growing on you. I'm actually starting to really like this show. So good. That I was digress. the whole point of trying to start this podcast was to get you to love One Tree Hill. Yep. And now I just railroaded you and turned it into a wrestling podcast. And that's rude, though. It may be rude, but it's happened. And now we're at the point where we're going to get into some pretty cool shit in 97 to 98 in wrestling especially. i'm still i'm still not i know loving. you're on the fence i know you're not loving it i'm not loving one tree hill yet i'm liking it but i'm not falling in love and that's oh, okay that you're you not and i know it's okay that you're not falling in love with wrestling yet but 97 is a very perennial year in the world of professional wrestling especially wwe and there's a lot of things that happen, and especially going into 98, there's a lot of crazy shit going on. But if you just keep it simple and enjoy Stone Cold Steve Austin, you'll have the time of your life. Okay. <laughs> Dan, Nathan, 
Deb there at the shrink and is not Dr. Melfi, unfortunately. It's some other bitch, but who cares? They're at a fucking shrink sesh, and you can tell a typical Dan Scott shrink sesh fucking will Dan go how? Scott. How will it go? He's just a dick. He's like blowing off this therapist that wants to try and help. He's arguing with Deb. He's railroading all of them. He's such an ass. And poor Nathan's just sitting there like he wants to be anywhere else. Like he is not into this. He's like, why can't they just figure their shit out on their own and leave me out of this? Yeah, he's kind of not really piping up very much during this whole thing. Yeah. Well, and then the therapist asks if um, playing basketball makes him happy or whatever. And honestly, at this point, he doesn't even know if it makes him happy. He's not sure. He's, I mean, okay. If you were being forced basically to perform a certain way by a parent in a sport that you absolutely love, I'm certain you would grow to dislike it. I would definitely have some disdain like if I I played hockey for a little bit but my parents never pressured me at all because it was for fun mm-hmm. and I never and if I think that they started pressuring me too hard I would stop having fun and that's kind of the whole point of playing a sport. Now, yes, Nathan's very talented. Yes, he could have a future with this profession. But what comes with the territory when it comes to professional sports, i.e. basketball, which basketball stars, celebrities, athletes they're the highest paid athletes in the world over any sport soccer hockey football baseball you name it basketball that's the highest paid sport so obviously if he's pursuing a career in basketball that comes with fame that comes with money so obviously yeah he wants to try to you know level up and one day possibly be in the nba but because of who his dad is he's really making it not fun to be able to get to that point in his career yeah and nathan kind of says he's not sure if he wants to continue playing and of course dan fucking loses it he's pissed off Mm -hmm. he's such a dick and then they're going to leave the therapist's office and they're kind of like challenging nathan like come with me come with me yeah yeah, divorce. He parents, just fucking walks off. Divorce parents kind of have that competition between each other. Well, and they're not even divorced yet. Yeah, they're just separated right now. Eventually, they will be divorced, though. How long do you think that's gonna take? Uh, no, well, I mean, you got to be separated at least a year, but I'm thinking probably not long. And I'm thinking that things probably get a little bit more hectic than just a fucking divorce at this point, <laughs> just because of who Dan Scott I is mean, as a person. It's Dan Scott. It literally is our boy, <laughs> Dan Scott. As I noted before, Lucas and Brooke, I'm not digging them as a couple, especially when they're finding random fucking hot tubs to go hang out in. Well, first they're in a <laughs> library and Brooke is bored of course she is she's never read a book in her life except that one last book that she had to read because lucas made her so she's like let's do something that i want to do and he's like keep it legal yeah (laughs) and guess what she didn't even fucking keep it legal they trespassed yeah how many fucking laws again how many episodes how many times have i gone through this and said how many laws do these fucking 16-year-old kids have to break? Now they're trespassing, going into random fucking people's hot tubs on Promontory Road. 
promontory road. The reason why I mention that is because I have done some not so good stuff in a random backyard on promontory road. What the heck? Let's man? leave that for another episode as the shitty Maroon 5 song is playing for the hot tub scene because every love scene has to include some shitty Adam Levine sung terrible Maroon 5 song. Wow. Go. Um, yeah, Brooke is stripping down to go in this hot tub. I'm okay with that. Lucas is thinking that, you know, they're in her backyard. And he's like, oh, yeah, they get in. And she takes off her bra and he's like asking if her parents are going to come home. And she's like, no. Oh, she says they even, might. They might. And then <laughs> she, she's like, this isn't even our my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess he's never actually been to her house yet. So he wouldn't know otherwise. Not yet. Um, Deb goes to do a shift at the cafe and she's distracted Keith walks in and asks what's wrong and she talks about the therapy session and everything that has happened between her and Dan. What? Why are you looking at me like that? The line so far of the series. Oh my god. He's like looking at me like a fucking creep. Keith Scott gives Deb the fucking banger of all bangers and says, Dan, counseling? It's like if Hannibal Lecter was at a salad bar. Holy shit. Uh, he's Keith been waiting to say Scott. that. Oh my God. What a fucking line. That one killed me. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love that. And it's a great analogy, honestly. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> so then Dan walks in and catches Keith um, talking to Deb and then is like, oh, you're trying to take my leftovers again? 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 She's such a dick. What a fucking heel. Uh, Deb threatens Dan with lawyers if he doesn't stay away from Nathan. It, now, early, I want to say April 1998, WWF Raw, okay? Uh, Why are you going to talk about this if that's what we're going to end up watching? I'm just, I'm not spoiling anything, but I'm basically saying early, yeah, early April 1998, Monday Night Raw. There's a couple lines that'll happen. And basically, this is what Deb is doing. And this is these lines. You could do it the easy way or you can do it the hard way. The easy way is you fall in line, you listen to what I say, and you do what you're told. The hard way is you do the opposite of that and there will be trouble. Okay. Well, then, anyways, Keith offers that you know, to Deb that he'll talk to Nathan and send him over to the shop. So, yeah, we cut to Peyton's house. Lucas is showing up to go and visit her and sees the front door is open. Yeah. What the heck is happening? I mean, the front door is always unlocked, but to actually see it open, who knows? Maybe some weirdo realized that this door is unlocked (laughs) 24-7 and went in there and went to go steal some shit or fuck some people up. So he goes and he grabs a rake that was like conveniently by the like right by the front door. He keeps a rake by their front door. I don't know. And he walks in and he's like ready to like pounce, like ready to beat the shit (laughs) out of somebody. And some random dudes in the fucking kitchen. Yeah, you can hear this clattering around and like dishes or whatever. And he like jumps in and it's Peyton's dad 
We finally get P. Sawyer's dad. Yep, we do. Daddy and Sawyer. Daddy Sawyer. We get <laughs> Daddy Sawyer for the first time. He's off his dredging boat. He's he's done his boating for a little while. He's done with the boats and hose for a little bit. And he's back in Tree Hill and he's doing the dishes or whatever the fuck he's doing in the kitchen. Obviously, Lucas does not know who this motherfucker is and wondering, who's this random dude in Peyton's house? Then he soon realizes that it is Peyton's dad. But (laughs) Peyton's dad now knows Lucas as the rakist. No, he called him rake boy. I call him the rakist. Oh, my God. (laughs) Not a racist, not a rapist, a rakist. So Peyton walks in to see them in this weird, like, I don't know, like standoff kind of thing. mm, Not really. Situation. And Peyton's dad is laughing at Lucas and Peyton's laughing at Lucas because it's funny. Well, he basically tells him like, well, you better watch yourself with that ray because I'm going to shine your ass. I'm going to shine it up real (laughs) nice. Turn that son bitch sideways and stick it straight up your candy ass. So now... Brooke has decided that her and Lucas need to connect more. Yeah. She talks to Peyton and Peyton gives her some advice. Take this CD from a band called Travis. Who is this band Travis? You can hear they have some songs on the show. Okay. Never heard of him. Um, if it was, if it was they Travis had a Barker, song playing. If it was Travis episode, if it was Travis Barker. That'd be way cooler. So Peyton gives her this CD to um, give to Lucas and says to tell her or to tell him that tracks eight and 11 remind her of him. Right. (laughs) Brooke's all stoked. She's like, oh, I can finally connect with Lucas on this like deeper Travis guy. This Travis, (laughs) Travis guy. It's a band. Um, But Peyton totally reassures Brooke that they're just friends like her and Lucas are just friends and she has nothing to worry about. Mm -hmm. Um, Brooke finds Lucas and gives the CD to him and messes up the line. (laughs) (laughs) She said track eight and track 13, which we later find out that there's only, there's only 12, there's only 12 tracks on this album. There is no track 13 unless there, (laughs) unless she is like some weird indie fan and understands that there's some weird hidden track at the end oh yeah like track um, 12 like never mind the used does a lot of that they have a lot of hidden tracks they have a track called quesadilla at the end of one of the last songs on one of their albums they do a lot of that and it's so good nirvana's never mind has a hidden track at the end of it as well but we also get Haley and nathan in their little tutor sesh and they're talking about basketball. And Nathan's not exactly stoked on basketball. He's going to cut practice. Practice. We talking about practice, man. Not the game. Not the game that I go out there and die for. Not the game. We talking about practice, man. Practice. What we talk about practice. How's practicing supposed to make my teammates better? We're not talking about the game. We talking about practice, man. And he mentioned Allen Iverson earlier in this season. 
and that is an Allen Iverson promo from the Philadelphia 76ers. Wow. <laughs> okay. So, anyway, We talk about practice, man. Honestly, one day we should record like a video of us recording uh-huh. our episode. Uh-huh. And then everyone can see the ridiculous fucking looks I give you when you're <laughs> going off on these tangents. <laughs> Jesus Anybody who Christ. knows Alan Iverson knows exactly what I'm talking about. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, Lucas goes and returns the CD to Peyton. She's in the art room at school and she's drawing um and he's she's like oh i already have it and uh you know he's calling out the fact that he she clearly gave brooke the cd to give to him yeah and says oh yeah tracks eight and 13 yeah this travis guy (laughs) yeah this travis guy not like you know the group the band so they're having a little moment. Peyton tells him that she loves when her dad's back because he's asking, you know, like, how is it with your dad back? And she's like being honest with him and saying she loves when he's home and she knows that he loves his job. So she doesn't want to make him feel like he can't do this job that he loves. Well, obviously, he makes a lot of money with the boats and hose, so. You know, he wants to continue to do this. She doesn't want to take it away from him, especially after her mom died. And now he's, this is something he loves. She doesn't want to take that away. Fair enough. And then we get Nathan and Keith at the body shop. Is some crazy unholy tag team forming between these two? Okay, it was funny. So something to note, Keith has been working on a car and he's lowering the hoist that yep. the car is on mm-hmm. and Nathan just is there. Like once the car lowers and yeah. Keith looks, yeah, he looks Na- he Nathan's there. there. Okay. So they talk about basketball. Keith says that, yeah, he played basketball too. And then he got tired of it and just walked away. Yep. And he says that Nathan can do that too. But, you know, he understands with Dan, it's tough. Like, that's the reason that Keith stopped loving the game. Yeah. Is because Dan made everything a competition. Mm-hmm. As as reference as when they went golfing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he tells them it's not just, or it's just a game. It's not a life. Yeah. But to some people it is. Yeah. Haley uh, goes to Peyton the next day for advice um, because Nathan told her that he's thinking about quitting the team. And Peyton's like, I've heard this line a lot. But here we are, like we're at practice. Yeah. And there is no Nathan at practice. Practice? We talking about practice, not the game. Not the game that I go out there. You guys could probably hear my <laughs> eyes fucking rolling into the back of my head right now. Like The Undertaker. Oh, my Lord. We, we talk about practice. Uh, double J, Jake Jagelski over here. J-A, <laughs> double K, double E, Jagelski. Seemingly okay with practice, but only because he gets to bring his daughter. Well... Whitey wouldn't normally allow that. But? But because Jake said it was either he brought her or missed altogether. Yeah, he'd much rather have him there. 
Yeah. So he's missed a lot. Anyway. Double J Jr. Jenny. J E. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, double N. Fucking God. <laughs> Jenny Jagelski getting watched by Peyton. And the last episode, it seems there was a little bit between Peyton and Jake. This there's one. Some chemistry. There's a little bit of chemistry, but I don't know how far that'll go. Because, you know, she still has the feels. She still wants the D from Lucas. I don't know how much Jake's going to push the issue on that. Also, doesn't it look like Lucas wears lipstick sometimes? <laughs> oh, Lord. Yes, actors wear makeup sometimes for their scenes. Yeah, but most men don't wear <laughs> lipstick in scenes. I mean, he's kissing Brooke. That's true. Brooke wears makeup. Fair. <laughs> you know, it's it's fine. It's whatever. And of course, Dan is super fucking pissed off about Keith talking to Nathan about possibly quitting the basketball team because he knows this is career suicide if he actually does quit. Did you notice how much of a creep Dan is when they were at the restaurant? Yeah, I did. Blurting with the waitress. It's like he did that all the time when he was married to Deb, like when they had the party at their house and he had the bartender or the bartender was there and she was making drinks. Right. And she's like, she's young enough to be your daughter. Actually, in this town, she might be. So anyways, (laughs) Dan has a habit of flirting with younger women. Right. What the fuck? I've noticed that a couple times. Creepy. Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) I mean, honestly, how many kids has Dan sired? There's probably some other kids out there that he does not know about. Possibly. We know of Nathan and Lucas, but we do not know about the 17 other kids in Tree Hill that he possibly could have sired. Oh, Lord. You are so extra. Haley and Nathan. <laughs> Haley and Nathan. Uh-huh. Now, as much as I like them as a couple, I'm really coming around on this whole, you know, forbidden romance between these two. Basketball player, nerd girl, tutor, you know. But now his bad reputation, or maybe not reputation, but bad habits, is starting to rub off on her <laughs> a little bit. And now she is skipping school the tutor is skipping school now well and before that too like right before he convinces her to skip school lucas and nathan are talking yeah and it seems civil lucas is trying to convince nathan to go to practice the brothers and nathan's like yeah i'm not sure if i want to be there and then you know lucas walks off and Haley walks up and is like Am I seeing things? Yeah, am I seeing things here? Yeah. That's wild, but yeah. But yeah, no, they take off, and not only that, they go and grab a fucking Beamer from Dan's... Dan's got motors. <laughs> Dan's got motors. They take one of his fucking Beamers, and then they just take right off. They go to the beach. They have a good time. They're drinking. Haley? She's drinking. She's skipping school. They're stealing... I mean, you know... Nathan's pretty known for stealing vehicles. I mean, he's already stolen a bus. So what's a Beamer, right? What's a BMW? Whatever. And he likes, I think Haley likes Nathan because that's the only kind of car he could spell. BMW. Wow. You had to use a line from wrestling? (laughs) Uh, Every single thing we talk about in One Tree Hill, I have to steal a line from wrestling. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) It's so painful. But... When this episode releases, we will be releasing a TikTok of my 
reaction. Raw reaction. The raw, unabashed, legit reaction to this next scene. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's so great. So <laughs> Haley and Nathan want to go back into the house. They're drinking on the beach. And Haley jumps up on Nathan's back and she's like, is your, is your dad like, she thinks that Dan's going to come home or whatever. And Dan's like, my dad's in Charlotte. Like, it's fine. He's not going to be here. No, Dan fucking shows up. Haley's on Nathan's back getting a piggyback ride. And she's like, oh shit. And Nathan or Dan's like, get the fuck in the car. Nathan's just ready to do some fucking finger blasting and all of a sudden he's in. Wow, what? you had to go there? You know that's exactly what he wanted to do. But they're not doing that. They're not doing but he he might have wanted to. Maybe, but they're not doing that. No, they're in fucking Dan's car now and he's taking them home. Yeah. And Haley and go to- is trying to like get some words out to like say like Mr. Scott, like, no, just chill, chill, like, leave me alone. Because she's going to be sick. If you want to see my reaction, go to podcast on TikTok and Instagram. You can get the full, unabashed, unedited, pure fucking reaction to this scene. Because I think I died a little bit. Not died because I died. Died because I fucking died of laughter. Because it was hilarious to watch Haley throw up some fucking pink goo on Dan Scott's lap. It was great. Why it was pink, I don't know. Because they were drinking like vodka or something. I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. Maybe she's had some Pepto-Bismol before that. Drink Pepto-Bismol before vodka. And that's would explain the pink, uh, pink goo. <laughs> Think whatever you want to think, brother. I don't know. This is coming from a girl who throws up a lot. So, do you drink Pepto Bismol before you drink vodka? I don't drink vodka unless if, it's like a mixed drink. But if you were drinking alcohol, would you ever drink Pepto Bismol before you did? No. Exactly. So where did this pink goo fucking come? I don't. From? Who fucking knows? Maybe know. she had some peeps. Maybe she ate some peeps. Some pink peeps. Every time you say peeps, you inhale really deep. Peeps. Peeps. I'm sure the <laughs> listeners love it. Brooke oh, no. finally goes and sees the rakest. Lucas, the oh, rakest. My God. <laughs> and Brooke's pissed. Brooke's not too happy with fucking Lucas at this time. Because, A, he seems to be spending more time with Peyton. And her dad... Then her. She's his girlfriend. I don't understand why. Because it does seem like the unholy alliance. It doesn't seem to be very well thought out, their relationship. But Brooke is not too happy with Lucas at this point. Well, and she... So Lucas and Brooke had plans. They were going to meet up at the cafe. And she's walking up. She's all dressed up, ready to go. And Lucas is sitting with Larry, that's Peyton's dad, and Peyton. They were looking a little cozy. So Brooke's pissed. If I walked by, like, you and some other chick that I knew, like, had a thing for you. Okay. And you were looking a little cozy like that. 
And her dad was there. And her dad was there. Oh, you best believe. You know I'd be... I'd be taking some fucking lives. You you know I would be nerding out with the dad the entire time, just like Lucas was nerding out with Larry this entire time. Oh, totally. They were nerding out over books. Books. Literal books. And rakes. (laughs) (laughs) Can Can I dub... Peyton's dad, because he's a dredger on a dredging boat. Can I call him Duke the Dredger Drose? No. Why not? He's Larry Sawyer. Larry the Dredger. Daddy Lo- Daddy La- Larry? Wow. <laughs> wow. I can't uh, English. Duke the Dredger no. Drozy. No. <laughs> wow, you actually had that in your notes. Of course I did. How many wrestling... References can I fit into thirty five? I didn't even know Tree that Hill was talk. a wrestling reference. Duke the Dumpster Drozzy. He's a garbage man and he's a wrestler. And I've mentioned him on this podcast yeah. before. I wasn't paying attention Quite clearly. Obviously. Whitey Anyways. Wisdom. Beep, 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 beep. Okay, here we go. <laughs> what what? <laughs> What the hell? We need a soundbite for Whitey Wisdom. Every time Whitey brings somebody along and gives them some Whitey Wisdom, oh we need God. a soundbite because we only have soundbites for the wrestling side of things. We got the glass shadows, we got the DBD. You know, we need a, tr- a Whitey Wisdom. We need a Tree Hill Whitey Wisdom soundbite. So, for anybody, here's a call to action to our listeners please. What should the Whitey Wisdom soundbite be? <laughs> It's a collection. Okay. We shall see. Mm-hmm. Continue. Whitey Wisdom. Nathan. He make, basically makes Nathan look in the mirror and say, how much do you love the game of basketball? Because I know all the pressure and your dad and all this bullshit that's going on in your life, but you really got to take a step back and say, how much do you love the game? And if that is enough, continue. But if it's not... Maybe this isn't for you. Yep. Brooke is paranoid AF about her relationship with Lucas. As I said before, it's an unholy alliance. I mean, it doesn't seem like it'll last very long, knowing Brooke. Brooke sees it as Lucas uses Peyton for some emotional connection, um, where emotional intellectual connection where he just uses Brooke for her body. Right. That's how she sees it. But Lucas is not that. I mean, he literally had Peyton fucking DTF in a fucking bedroom all to himself. And he went off about how he fucking wanted to have 17 kids with her and have her eyes, ears, mouth, and nose. Yeah. Right. Um, Lucas, has shown Larry uh, Peyton's comic strip. The the comic strip? So this comic strip in particular from this week. It's called Boats and Hose. Oh, my God. It shows a boat and a little girl holding a teddy bear and then a little bit older, like, kid and then teenager to or whatever current that hits home and each time the boat is getting further away mm-hmm. so larry sees this and he's like oh man i need to make a work change yeah you got to do something so before this has come up before this whole situation 
Larry had gotten a call about a job that was going to be in New Zealand or wherever the hell it was going to be. And it was going to be like three to four months gone. Peyton was heartbroken. So now Larry's got his bag packed. Mm -hmm. Peyton comes home and Larry is going to step out the door and Lucas is there. Yep. And Peyton's like, what the hell you're starting early? Like, I thought we had a bit more time. He's like, actually I turned down that job and I'll be back in three weeks. Yep. And he'll be around a lot more. Thanks to Lucas Thank for showing you, Lucas this the comic strip. Also, that doorbell's broken on her house, too. I feel like that's going to cost her later in this series. How do you know it's broken? Because they made mention to that. Lucas and... Uh, no, th- she. he said that she doesn't hear it because she plays doorbe- yeah. mu- music too loud. But also the doorbell is broken. When did they say that? I wrote it down. The doorbell's broken. I think you wrote down that it's broken because Lucas says that she never hears it because she plays her music too loud. You're the expert. Yes, I am. Don't question me, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So, yep. Brooke is having a conversation with Lucas because Lucas has now returned home from Peyton's house. Brooke had asked Keith where uh, Lucas was and Keith said she was at or he was at Lucas's or wow. Peyton's. 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 Who's the fucking expert now, brother? I (laughs) have not had enough coffee today. That is my excuse. Get over it. (laughs) So, yeah. And then we also get Dan and Nathan on the beach at the house and dare i say dan scott himself cuts his very first face promo of the show and tells nathan that whatever you want to do whatever you feel what's right you do it if that means quitting basketball so be it so nathan Finds Lucas at the river court later on and tells him he is quitting basketball and Lucas should be the first to know. Yeah. And then he goes to the high school and rips his badge off his locker as Whitey watches in the distance. Right. He's sad about his star player's decision. Well, your season's fucked because your fucking star player's I mean, he has Lucas, but still, that's hard. Losing your star player. You just lost Michael Jordan. And mm-hmm. guess what? When Michael Jordan went to go play fucking baseball for two years, the Chicago Bulls fucking sucked. So mm-hmm. you lose Nathan, you lose the team. You ain't win no fucking championship without Nathan Scott. So mm-hmm. what would you rate this episode? Uh, before we rate it, I also have to say that uh, Jake giving his daughter Jenny keys to chew on is probably not the most sanitary thing. Well, in the Peyton world. did it first. <laughs> probably not the most sanitary thing. Uh, this episode was okay. It wasn't my favorite. It had a couple moments, but overall, two point six six. I can't six. wait for you to watch the next episode. Episode twelve. Mm-hmm. Is it like? crazy 
the like out there? There's not necessarily like it just some shit comes up. You know some, what? Some things happen. Well, you know what? Some things happen on the January 6, 1997 episode of Monday Night Raw, brother. Oh boy. We have officially hit the year 1997, and this is a perennial year in the year of the World Wrestling Federation because we get the emergence of British Bulldog. The emergence? The emergence of British Bulldog. What do you mean? Just you wait, brother. What the fuck? Don't do that with my tassel boots to me. (laughs) We also get the emergence of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Anyway, what does that mean? It's an emergence. What? (laughs) It's an emergence. It's not an amalgamation. It's an emergence. So do they like, you know? They make the penises touch, yes. (laughs) (laughs) January 6, 1997. (laughs) episode of monday night raw but if i have to see not so darth vader uh-huh. anymore yeah like, do i have to see him a lot more uh he'll be around for like yeah mo- pretty much all of 97 and 98 no. he'll be gone by 99 luckily but his, um, no you don't like his face do you I don't like how his mask pushes, pushes his nose down. His nose As down. someone yeah. with a septum piercing, <laughs> ouch. Luckily, Leon White, a.k.a. the man they call Vader, Vader time, Darth Vader, he does not have a septum piercing, so he can wear this mask that pushes his nose straight square into his face. Also, Vader was the man in the match where mankind lost his ear in Germany in 1994 in WCW. What the fuck? Yeah, he got caught up in the ropes, and he was stuck so bad that when he got uh, taken out of the ropes after getting caught, he saw his ear on the canvas. That's disgusting. And he was in a match with Vader. That was in WCW. And that's a different company, brother. We get the Vader promo because Vader is taking on Brett, the hitman heart, in the main event. So we get Mm -hmm. the Vader promo, and then we get your favorite. It's the... Intro. Finally. As much as it's not my favorite intro, at least there is an intro. So it's not just like, hey, I'm beating the shit out of this guy. Yeah. He don't Within know what's like going two on. seconds. Yeah. I have no fucking idea what's going on. No, I don't like it. Give me get- an intro as much as I hate it. Yep. We get the intro. And honestly, they get a new intro in 97. And like I said before, it goes on for a little bit. And it's a band that you wouldn't think that they would license the music to actually get this band to perform the music. But it's a very short time that this band plays the music. And then they go to like basically the the song that they use for like years, like the legendary Monday Night Raw song. Okay. Uh, But you'll see that in the coming weeks and months. Hmm. So after the intro, we get. Icky Mankind. <laughs> Icky Mankind. Yuck. And the King of Hearts own I heart. literally just think he would smell like shit. I mean, he looks like he would, yes. Owen Hart versus Mankind. And watching Ugh. this match just makes me realize again and again how good Owen Hart is in the ring. This guy is a fucking savant. I mean, Brett's great. 
Don't get me wrong, Brett's really good in the ring, but Owen, man, jeez, he could be better than his brother, but he never got the respect he deserved as opposed to Brett. So in heart, mankind, icky mankind, I love the uh, <laughs> uh, the cologne uh, that uh, mankind wears, the formaldehyde smell every time he's out there oh god (laughs) then there's this random like they're fighting on the ground they're not in the ring at some point and there's a random ass bin of ice yes (laughs) so they're on the outside gatorade sitting beside it well i think because they flipped it there was gatorade in it and they flipped it and the gatorade was i didn't see the gatorade in it i just saw the ice weird I don't know. It was pretty quick. The way the camera angle is, I'm pretty sure the Gatorade was in it. And the, the it just they looked like it. they conveniently placed it there knowing that this was going to happen. Yeah, it seemed like it. I mean, why would they have Gatorade <laughs> at ringside otherwise as opposed to throwing the guy in the water, well, dunking I his head in get or something? they need something for the announcers to drink and like, you know, sure. keep But why would they put it going? so far away from the announcers? Wouldn't they just put it on the table right in front of them? Yeah, I don't know. Right? Probably doesn't look as good on camera to do that. So. I guess so. Also, what I don't get is this. We haven't gotten like a stipulation on this match. Apparently, it's no DQ because Owen hits Mankind with his Slammy Award and the fucking tag team title belt. Mm-hmm. So apparently, this is no disqualification. I don't know. Apparently. And then also, uh, we find out. Uh, oh, yeah. Another great line from Jerry the King Lawler, your oh. favorite. No. <laughs> uh, oh, man. He has one of the lines of the night where he says Jose Lothario because we know Jose Lothario had his uh you know chest pain slash heart attack at Survivor Series <laughs> he goes on about how Lothario's uh he only had that heart attack because his arteries clogged because he eats too much uh enchiladas what the f- actual fuck is with this guy <laughs> He's a heel. He's a fucking dick. He's a heel. He's like Dan Scott. He don't give a shit. He'll say whatever the fuck. Oy vey. Yes. But either way, surprisingly enough, here's two things about this match. Number one, Mankind beats Owen Hart, a tag team champion, clean in the middle of the fucking ring with a pile driver and a real nice pulling pile driver at that. And two, yes, we see Paul Bear come out with Mankind at the beginning of the match, but you don't hear Paul Bear Thank all match long. fucking God. And I was just like, Paul Bear's out there, but you can't hear him. Thank God. Keep it that way. <laughs> I knew you would appreciate that one. Speaking of Lotharios, we also get Jose Lothario's son backstage, Pete Lothario. It's so funny because it went like Shawn Michaels was the tallest. Yeah, Jose. And Jose and then Pete. But he's sitting was the down. shortest, but like he was yeah. sitting down. But I just loved how they had the gradual like they're yeah. getting shorter. But it's funny because like at first you were like, Man, that guy's short. <laughs> but is he in the midget wrestling federation? It's like I did not say that. Um He, he he's sitting down, babe. <laughs> There's a bench there. He's oh, sitting down. God. <laughs> Shawn Michaels is saying he's not going to interfere. He's not going to do any shit during the match from like Bret Hart, Bret Hart Invader. Invader. Yeah. And I'm like, you're a fucking liar. Yeah. I mean, we all know how it is when guys say, oh, yeah, I'm not going to fucking interfere. I'm just going to sit idly by and do running commentary. I'm not going to involve myself. 
But we all know <sighs> what happens when guys make a point of saying they're not going to involve themselves. They involve themselves. In some way. <laughs> In some way, shape, or form. Also, we get a nice little video package of the debut episode of Shotgun Saturday Night. Yeah, that was weird. There that was, was like a weird one. There was some shit going on there. Well, eh? and it wasn't like an arena or anything. No, it was like a club. So, it was so weird. I'm so like, basically, the idea the for fuck? the show was they do an hour late night, like we're talking like eleven, twelve, like eleven p.m. Pacific time, so like two a.m. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Eastern time. They basically went around all around New York and kind of on the East Coast and just looked for bars and clubs to do a live wrestling show. Shotgun Saturday night. They do an hour. They pick a random club, set up the ring, and whoever comes, comes, and they just have some fucking wrestling matches. They show a shot of Chicken McNugget's wife flashing the camera, or flashing the other wrestler. Yeah, 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 legit. Uh, the Sultan, actually. That uh, was the debut of The Sultan in a mask. You will later find out who The Sultan actually is. But uh, yeah. tits out. Tits out, man. Marlena just goes full tits out. Episode one of Shotgun Saturday Night. Like, what the fuck? And we get Marlena shotguns on Saturday night. Wow. <laughs> Bob Backlund losing his fucking shit because he is the, the manager for The Sultan. Losing his shit because... Honestly, he probably hasn't seen titties in his entire life because he's he's one of those guys where he hasn't eaten a marijuana in his life. Eaten a marijuana? <laughs> I'll show you the video oh, later. Oh, God. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? So the debut Speaking of, of, I need some marijuana. Soon. Yeah. You got to eat a marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> um, so well, I mean on, edibles. Yeah, exactly. But it's pretty hilarious when you hear Bob Backlund say that. Uh, we also get uh ahmed johnson a little bit of a kerfuffle again with the nation of domination and they go to the outside. another little kerfuffle they go to the outside so they're on the streets of fucking new york and literally ahmed johnson takes d'lo brown this is also one of the first appearances of d'lo brown one of the one of the members of the nation of domination but at this point he's in a suit he doesn't have a tire of anything He's in a suit, and he's a part of the Nation of Domination. But fucking Ahmed Johnson takes D'Lo and gives him his fucking finish, the Pearl River Plunge, on top of a fucking car (laughs) on the streets of New York. Like the middle of the fucking street, he gives him the Pearl River Plunge. If this fucking show is like this every single week, this is going to be hella fucking TV because we get tits out, we get fucking Pearl River Plunges on fucking cars. But we're not watching it. But we're not watching it. Thank the God. The reason being is because the show, it goes through a lot of changes. It doesn't really last all that long as Shotgun. It lasts a little bit, but they change the format. And honestly, it's just one of those like filler kind of hour shows where you don't really need to watch it to keep up with everything. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, exactly. But most importantly, not just tits out, not just Pearl River plunges on cars. We get the debut of Mother Smucker. And Sister Angelica, the Flying Nuns. So bad. (laughs) We get the Flying Nuns, and they have a match with the Godwins, the Hillbilly Fox. Oh, no. Just bad. Just bad. I'm grateful we're not watching that shit, because I would be, like, falling asleep. Like, no, thank you. I don't want to watch this. 
we get the flying nuns and not only that not only do we get the flying nuns but after they beat the hillbilly fucks brother love himself i love you brother love himself comes out and bestows the name on mother smucker and sister angelica of their now the sisters of love what the actual fuck <laughs> back at the ranch we get gasoline and shaving cream diesel and razor against furnace and lafon fucks. and for some reason again honky tonk man is on commentary which i don't really understand why he's on commentary again but anyways he's there and we keep getting the flying nun puns all match long yeah that was so lame all we like, get no is puns about nuns but the best one is jerry the king lawler says i'd like to hear ahmed johnson say mother smucker three times fast (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty that's pretty good one gotta admit uh yeah we get uh actually a pretty decent finish and we do get Times fucking two, brother. We get times oh, two. No. The double DBD. The DDBD. The double doctor bitch distraction. You'll love to see it. No, I don't. We talking about doctor bitch distraction. Not the fucking wrestling match. We talking about doctor bitch distractions, brother. Was basically the only thing to really have of note besides the finish, which was actually a really nice second row heart attack win for Furnace and Lafon. Because obviously, at this point, we're getting to where gasoline and shaving cream they're on borrowed time, they're not going to be around much longer. Thank the fucking wrestling gods. You know what, though? I'd rather them than the lame fucks. Yeah, the lame fucks will be around for a little while, but honestly, not. Most of 97, that's probably about it. But honestly, you you don't want uh, shaving cream and gasoline. But gasoline gets a character change later in 1997. And not only does he get a character change, he becomes one of the most legendary characters of all time. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. What? He will no longer be fake Diesel. Glenn Jacobs will transition to a new character, a character that lasts okay. almost 30 years in the business. Is he he's still not? Is he still? But he's know. Diesel right now. But is he still wrestling? Not anymore. No, he's he's retired over the last few years, but he okay. was around for a very, very long time as this character that he debuts in 1997. Okay. Yes. So we go, because originally he was Isaac Yankum DDS, the dentist. And not the Dr. Britt Baker dentist, but the original wrestling dentist, I Yankum, Isaac Yankum DDS. Yankum? His name was Isaac Yankum. Okay. (laughs) And he was a wrestling dentist. Yankum. Oh, my God. I I Yankum. (laughs) Wow. Wrestling, brother. What the 
actual <laughs> fuck is with this shit? I yank them. Oh, em. lordy. I yank them, Why? Dude. I would not, like... I would not be cut out for like working <laughs> for like a wrestling company and like having to come up with this shit because that gonna no. think of the most stupid shit ever. You basically. could do it. Oh, I could fucking do you it. You could fucking do it in your ten sleep. times on fucking Sunday in my Me? sleep, no problem. <laughs> my brain doesn't work that way. Yeah, well, my brain's been predisposed I mean, for the last I 30 did come years up to with think tassel boots you but did. Oh, you've come up with a lot of great names fanny pack tracksuit bone marrow but that's the Chicken thing McNugget, is i'm making Disney fun Prince? of their current except for tassel boots don't you think that most of these guys names are fucking parodies of something else i don't know they they mostly are this is probably the most wrestling I've watched like ever in ever, my life. Ever. And you're just so, going to keep watching and I'm all here for it. I'm, you know, iffy on it. <laughs> <laughs> once once uh, we get the emergence of a few guys, you'll definitely be hook, line, and sinker. Brett the Hitman Hart cuts a little promo about Vader in their main event match saying that, yeah, Vader's big, but he's stupid. And... You know, it's just the way it is. And then we get another Adam and George Ugh. Royal Rumble promo. But actually, this one is actually kind of funny. It's the first one where I actually got a little bit of a laugh out of it because <laughs> they're in their seats. And some other dude comes up and say, hey, you're in my seat. So he's also two weeks early for <laughs> Royal Rumble at the Alamo Dome in front of 256,000 dudes. And... The hilarious thing is, yeah, they get kicked out of their seats two weeks before the event. But one of the dudes is holding up a sign. What does that sign say? Austin 318. (laughs) In what (laughs) world would you think that it's Austin 318? What would make him think? It's literally a poster board yeah yeah he has a sign with some yeah. sharpie on it yeah. and he talks and about like, how long he it worked took on so it long to make this sign oh my <laughs> fucking god stupid dude is this guy Holy fucking shit. idiot austin three six or austin 318 says i can't make a sign <laughs> wow he has no idea unfortunately though babe we get another Psycho Sid promo. Uh, he's stupid. Stupid Sid. I got so mad during this promo. And he, they keep playing his music through the entire promo. The again. entire thing. I don't know why, but he is so dumb. He says <laughs> he's not intimidated by nothing. He really is a fucking dumbass, isn't I mean, he? Honestly, if he's double negative, if he's not intimidated by nothing, doesn't that mean he is intimidated by, by something? Everything. <laughs> everything. Fucking dummy. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> get this guy off my screen. I'm so done with him. You are half the man that I am, and I have half the brain that you do. <laughs> Literally in a promo in WCW. They should call him Stupid Sid. Stupid Sid. Stupid Psycho Sid. It makes sense. It really does. Uh, years later in WCW, Psycho Sid, or I guess they changed him to just Sid or whatever, he had a promo against Kevin Nash, and he literally said in the promo to Kevin Nash, I have half the brain that you do. I know you've shown me. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, brother. 
Oh, boy. And it's funny, too, because Sid, in this promo, he says, The day I was born, I was born the man! And I'm like, you were actually a fucking baby back then. You weren't born the fucking man. Uh, I mean, Flynn's the man. He is the man. And he was born the man. But he's not a man yet. No. He's still a baby. He's, he's a, a baby. toddler. He's a little No, guy. don't call him a toddler. He's a toddler. I can't accept it. He's a toddler. No, he's a baby. <laughs> but he's not walking yet. Aw. We're about as close as we can to get to walking, okay? He's not. So he's still a baby. So our toddler notwithstanding, uh, yeah, no, uh, fucking Psycho Sid wasn't born a man, okay? He was born a fucking baby, okay? The day I was born, I was born a fucking baby. Now, HBK is out, as we said before. He is going to be on commentary for this match, and he is not going to get involved. But when he's walking down the ramp... He's wearing a fucking robe. He's wearing a bathrobe. So he changed out of his suit or whatever he was wearing before. Yeah. And now he's in a robe, so I'm totally like, he's going to fucking interfere. Yeah, he's got it. He's got but it. it's right in the middle of this sit promo that he comes down in his fucking bathrobe. And then he goes... He's like laughing and yeah. being a weirdo. But he goes on the fucking announce table, and he literally starts stripping. Like, taking takes off the, the fucking robe, bathrobe. And he's wearing jeans. And he's wearing and, like, jeans. No he doesn't shirt. have a shirt on. He's like stripping. But the whole time, Sid is laughing. He's laughing pointing. his ass off. He cannot so wait for the penises to touch at Royal Rumble oh in front of 362,000 fans at the Alamo Dome, dude. <laughs> what the fuck? Sid's fucking loving it. We also get a little shot from the previous Saturday of Superstars. Remember this scene where Jim Cornette is on commentary and he's running down the Undertaker saying that Undertaker doesn't stand a chance because he's Vader at the Royal Rumble. But Undertaker is right behind him the whole fucking time. (laughs) That was great. This was was, great. That was was fucking awesome. And then, of course, like he does the slow like turnaround and he's like, oh, my God, is the other. And then. Bam! Fucking chokes the shit out of him, brings the ring, and he fucking tombstones Jim Cornette in the middle. It was, it was pretty great. Awesome. Are you waiting for the day that the Undertaker tombstones Paul Bearer? Oh my god, I can't. Can you not wait. wait for that moment? That's the only time I ever want to see <laughs> that fucking loser on my screen is to get tombstoned <laughs> by the Undertaker. You know what? I'll do you one better. I don't want to spoil things. This is how I set things up, but I don't spoil things. But basically, in your wildest dreams, what does The Undertaker do to Paul Bear? Murder. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, but he doesn't kill him. I'll tell you that right now. He doesn't kill him. Fuck. (laughs) Oh, actually, years later, he does bury him in cement, but that's, that's like 2007. Anyways. What? Oh, we'll talk later. <laughs> it's wrestling, dude. But oh, uh, fucking in your wildest Lord. dreams, okay, murder, sure. Okay, but like within the confines of wrestling, besides murder, murder besides murder or maim or fucking killing him. Set him on fire. <laughs> Did I get it right? You literally <laughs> got it right. <laughs> I was going to say, what could he possibly do to Paul Bear to give him his comeuppance? And I said, in like March's, March, April-ish of 1997, literally two, three months from now, he fucking sets Paul Bear on fire. 
Wow. Okay. Remember how we've like gone through a few things and I've like totally gotten them Completely right? predicted it correctly. What the fuck? How does this you keep just happening? just predicted Paul Bear getting set on fire. <laughs> I did not spoil it at all. I said, what could he do to him? You said set him on fire. And that's exactly what he fucking does. Oh, God. For anyone doubting that, 100%. I, I had it. no fucking idea. Like I said, like a few episodes back, I was like, final four. Who's the final four? And you're like, I don't fucking know. Uh, Stone Cold, Undertaker, Bret Hart. You got three out of the four. <laughs> Right there, 75% right. This one hit the nail on the head. Now, you don't know the circumstances about <laughs> no, the fire I don't. and everything, and we'll get to that. But yes, there is a fire spot, and it does involve setting Paul Bear on fire. Thank God. And later years, can't remember what year, but in the 2000s, like 05, 06, 07, somewhere around there anyways, Undertaker buries Paul Bear in cement. Good. <laughs> does he have a burn? you know scars oh you'll see oh you'll see and and in 97 the whole fire thing and all oh it just goes down this and and for my money it leads into probably the greatest storyline in wrestling history in my opinion okay yeah because there's just so much to it but it goes on for so long but it makes so much sense and it's so awesome and yes it does involve paul bear and the undertaker why but, does he need, still need to be in But it, if it though? involves him getting set on fire, <laughs> I think you're all for it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Back at the ranch. <laughs> oh, my God. We get Bret Hart. It sounds like you're talking about Yellowstone when you say that. Can I get that Yellowstone reference in there all the time? I mean, we got Double J, Jesse James, and we got Phineas and Henry O'Godwin, and we got fucking Bart and Billy Gunn. I mean, it's half of Yellowstone, basically. So you probably should like <laughs> these guys more because it's half of Yellowstone. Brett the Hitman Hart, the man they call Vader. Who Who is they? <laughs> they keep saying the man they call Vader. Who's they? Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> Vader to me is Darth Vader, right? Like not this fucking weirdo right. with the squished nose. With the squished nose. <laughs> My septum is hurting just thinking about it. My favorite thing, though, I mean, there's some pretty good ones in this match, but uh, Stone Cold, Stone Cold, Stone Cold, Stone Cold. He is fucking backstage, the Bay, the before anyone else, including yourself rude i mean british bay dog is your before anyone else to be fair you know it's true stone cold is backstage watching tv at a fairly decent angle he's not crooking his neck too too much to be able to watch the screen as he's watching brett versus vader pretty spirited match uh jerry the king lawler our typical jerry the king lawler line uh jose lothario what's what's jose's son's name hose b jose and hose b yeah funny wow (laughs) you're special so vader his finish is the vader bomb goes to the second row jumps on it a bit jumps off Bam, 400 pounds right down. Okay, fair enough. You're not fucking getting up from that. There's no way. Okay, but he goes to the top rope 
and he wants to fucking moonsault off the top rope. A 400 fucking plus pound man wants to jump and do a backflop <laughs> off the fucking top rope. <laughs> and the ref's like, fuck, nah, you're not. <laughs> he convinces him to get the fuck so down. So a ref did something right for once. A ref did something right. Chalk it up. A ref did something right in wrestling. He convinced Vader not to do a moonsault. He's like, we're not doing murder today, so get the fuck down. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, and of course, out of nowhere, Stone Cold comes out of fucking nowhere uh, when they're in the aisle and chop blocks Bret Hart. (laughs) They didn't even get it on camera, but either way, Austin's out there, Mm -hmm. takes out fucking Bret Throws it back in the ring. Vader bomb. One, two, three. In the middle. Fucking Vader over Brett. Brett taking the loss on Monday Night Raw. You don't see that very often. But uh-huh. it happened. And that was the end of the match. And then after the match, Sid, who comes back down again. Oh, he's such a dick. I hate this motherfucker. Grabs the cameraman and brings yeah, him backstage. Just, just drags him. What is it with him and cameraman? <laughs> Like he's he, like, he's, oh, hey, he's, baby. He's hitting cameraman as Survivor Series. He's stealing cameras. He's fucking hitting old men with cameras. What is it with him and cameras and cameramen? He's obsessed, obsessed with, cameras. with cameras. He wants to be on the camera all the time. He's obsessed with fucking backwards white hats, too. Yeah, what a weirdo. <laughs> I don't know. This guy's fucked. Luckily for us, though, he's only got a couple months left, and he's gone-ski. And he might come back, like, periodically, like, here and there, but overall, Thank he, God. he's gone-ski in a couple months. Thank God. Which is great. Thank but yeah, God. Thank you, Vince McMahon. Uh, so Sid takes the cameraman in the back just so he can show he's hanging out with Hose B. That's Pete Lothario in the back. <laughs> and I gave you the explanation, but Shawn Michaels sees that Sid is with Pete Lothario in the back. So he fucking... And fair play to Shawn Michaels. He does not get involved in this Vader and Brett No, match. he really didn't. He did not. I was totally wrong on that prediction. Props to HBK. Does not get involved. But the second he sees Sid with pete lothario in the back he's like he fuck fucking nah. sprints it to the back but it's a little too late because sid gives pete lothario the fucking power bomb onto the japanese table and that one the reason why is a japanese table is because it's kind of a thing over in japan where they do table spots and the tables don't fucking break so whenever you see a table spot and the table doesn't fucking break that's a japanese table brother okay the table does not break Pete Lothario is obviously not big enough to make this table break. It's not one of your typical, like, Dudleyville easy breakaway Would Darth tables. Vader break the table? He would shatter it into a <laughs> fucking million pieces. <laughs> but it's not your typical Dudleyville easy break tables. This looks like almost a plastic table. So, of course, it's not going to fucking break. No, it looked wooden. Kind of, but it looked like it had, like, a plastic kind of weird top. It might have, like, a sometimes, like... I don't know. It looked like a wooden table, but could have had some reinforcement underneath. Yeah, possible. But obviously, Pete Lothario is probably about 87 pounds soaking wet, so he does not break this Japanese table. Shawn Michaels gets back there, but obviously a little bit too little, too late. And we fade to black. Mm -hmm. And that is the end of the very first episode of 1997 Monday Night Raw, January 6th. What did you think about this one? Meh. It was okay. 
There's a few good moments. At least we're not watching Karate Fighter fucking tournament anymore. We didn't get tassel boots. So (sighs) minus three points for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's an unfortunate one. There is no British Bulldog on this episode. Owen Hart does come out with the Slammy and the tag titles, but yet there is no Bulldog to back him up. It's Clarence Mason, unfortunately. But we do get the cool, like, Undertaker give tombstones. Give us tassel boots. Give <laughs> us tassel boots. That's the chant for the next episode. <laughs> give us tassel boots. <laughs> we want tassel boots. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, legit rating for this episode? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, two... Oh. Point one. Two point one. Damn. Yeah. Not giving it much love. I mean, no British Bulldog. And Stone Cold was only on for maybe ten seconds. Yeah. So when there's no Stone Cold, when there's no British Bulldog, you're looking at low scores. It's just a oh, fact yeah. of life. It's just a fact of life. Yeah. Give me too much stupid Sid and that lowers the score. Yeah, there's a lot of Sid on this episode, unfortunately. So yeah, that's going to lower it as well too. I mean, we did get Undertaker tombstoning Jim Cornette. That's the only reason it got that extra... As high as it was. You know, (laughs) couple points. And is your on a five scale or a ten scale? Five. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Are are we doing 10 scale? No, I for... do 5 scale. Okay. I do 5 scale. Okay, good. Yeah. So let's keep it that way. Okay. 5 scale. So for next week's episode, I promise I will have a Whitey Wisdom soundbite. We're going to put something together because obviously the One Tree Hill side of things needs a good soundbite. So I promise you, I guarantee in that very ring I will have. You know what we should have for every time there's a car crash? A car crash sound effect? Yeah. <laughs> we need a good one, though. We got to find it. We'll find it. Tires squealing. <laughs> crash. Dude. Oh, my God. And I can amalgamate wrestling into it as no, well. No, you can't. It's so perfect. No. Well, I'll tell you later. No. <laughs> Either way, I am Sean Harris. And I am Aaron Kosker. This is Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast, brothers and sisters, at treehillwf.podcast on Instagram and TikTok. And find also, us on your favorite streaming service, including Deezer mm-hmm. and a whole host of others. So until next week, I bid you adieu. And I say bye, bitch. <laughs>